This is our first session on Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, so let's read it together. In him, that is in Christ Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of the possession, to the praise of his glory. Father, as we try to plow in now to this amazing climax, to this long sentence from verse 3 to 14, grant us capacious hearts, that is, hearts that are made big enough to feel something, grasp something, of the grandeur of what's here in Paul's amazing high-flying theology. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It begins with in him or in whom. That's how it's all one sentence that goes from verse 3 to 14, is that this in him and this in him, this is another in whom. So you can see how it all flows with one sentence. And we've, in English, we've simply put a period here and uh, changed this to him instead of whom in order to break it up into pieces that's more manageable. But in the original, it's just in whom, in whom. And it would be good to linger maybe over the number of times we have seen how everything in these sentences is connected to Christ. So here we are going back to the very beginning, written to people who are faithful in Christ, about blessings that come to us in Christ, who chose us in him, who were adopted to to God through Christ, blessed us in the beloved, in him. We have redemption, verse 7. The purpose of God in history is set forth in Christ. That purpose is to sum up everything in him. (laughs) So you cannot miss the fact that in him, an inheritance, in him, you were sealed. So everything, all the blessings that come to us in these verses are in connection to Jesus. And you can see what Paul is doing if you just bring in the parallel over in Colossians. By him, by Jesus, all things were created in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. In other words, he's the the origin of all things and he's the, the goal of all things. From the beginning, he gets everything going at the end. He's the goal of all things. And thus we see that in him, in other words, in between all the 
the beginnings where, that he created and all the endings, which has him as the goal. All the way along here, things are done in him, in him, in him. So that if somebody asks you, so how is it that you have obtained an inheritance? Your answer is Christ. Jesus. It's in connection with Jesus. In connection with Jesus that I have sealing. In connection with Jesus that I have election. In connection with Jesus that I have predestination or redemption. So you can't miss the point that in everything he might be preeminent. In Colossians 1.18, that in everything he might be preeminent from him, through him, to him. So, that little word, in him there, oh my, the implications of the grand centrality of Christ, as we saw last time when we said the purpose of God that he set forth in Christ is to sum up all things, all things in him. That's why this repeated in, 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 through, nine times in, one time through, in this sentence you get Christ. There's a good way to look at the meaning of your life. It is Christ. Now, specifically in this sentence, in him we have obtained an inheritance. Sometimes that's taken to mean in him we have become or been chosen as God's inheritance. Now, this, that's not a theological mistake, but I think it is an, an exegetical mistake because I put the Greek here for this one word, obtained as an inheritance, just so you could see the connection with the word inheritance here. He is the the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. So when Paul's thinking of inheritance specifically in the noun, it's our inheritance, something we are going to obtain. And you can see this little part of the Greek word and the same thing right here. And I just put it here so that you would see what I see, namely that when Paul writes this word, followed by this word, which is explicitly our inheritance, it's very likely that's what he has in mind here. And so I think this is a right in translation where it says, in him we have obtained an inheritance, but it's not just obtained, it's being chosen for an inheritance. And you can see the implication of that, or you can see the reason I say that, not just because of the meaning of this word, but because of this. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined. So the way this comes about is by predestination. In other words, God's initiative in predestining us is how we have an inheritance. Let me show you the parallel back here that you may remember in verse 4 and 5. He chose us in him. So there's being chosen in him, having predestined us. So choosing, having, being chosen, having been predestined corresponds to being chosen for an inheritance, having been predestined. One more connection for us to see. 
this choosing here is precisely for this inheritance. So this predestination was a predestination that we would have this inheritance. Now notice how beautifully that fits with what he's already said here. He chose us, having predestined us, for adoption to himself as sons, which fits perfectly because when you are made a full son of God, you get an inheritance. That's what adoption, that's the glory of adoption. God becomes our inheritance, not we become his inheritance, though that's also true. But what's being stressed here is that we were chosen, having been predestined for adoption as sons, that is, and so what verse 11 is doing here, this is verse 11, what it's doing here is simply making explicit a blessing, another blessing in Christ implied in verse 5. Verse 5 said we were predestined for sonship. Verse 11 adds, included in the sonship is an inheritance. And there's lots more to say about what that inheritance is and how that predestination works in these verses.